0: You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go and buy Toyota and sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13.
1: I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about.
2: In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America
1: and American pop culture for Britain you're welcome. welcome hi babes happy new year happy new year 2021 oh <laughs> it's gonna be different 20 oh, 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 oh.
2: 2021 as in w-o-n
1: <laughs> 2020 win oh god not that's there awful. yet no
2: i have in my hands my 23 and me report oh Jesus.
1: <laughs> You didn't warn me that we were going to be going straight into a genealogy segment.
2: New year. New
1: me? Question mark. So I got it back. Okay.
2: Benjamin Anderson. White. 100%, 100% Northwestern European. Oh, right. So white. So white. Um, British and Irish, 96.9%. Oh, Jesus. Turns out, I don't know if you knew this, but Glasgow City's right at the top there. I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> and then 3.1% Scandinavian.
1: Wow. So so not only just white, then you, the tiny little 3% of like extra white.
2: Exactly. And also bring <laughs> my my surname is Anderson. Like, yeah. The only other thing of note is it doesn't look like I'm going to die heavily from anything, okay. which is good. Oh, so you got the health. Oh yeah. I did the whole the thing. The health genealogy. Did the whole thing. In the wellness section, muscle composition just says your muscle composition is uncommon in elite power athletes
1: <laughs> what a weird genealogy bird that's it <laughs> how are you babes what's going on well first of all i feel crazy because of my topic <laughs> for today i have drunk essentially i think it is coffee but i think it might also be crack. i feel insane oh my heart is on the, the cusp of exploding, but no, I feel great. I've, you know, nothing truly to report. I will tell you that yesterday I went to a park in Beverly Hills oh. and I had my photo taken at the infamous toilet where George Michael was arrested for, uh, lewd, whatever it was, lewd behavior, whatever he got arrested oh, for. Oh, that's fun. Was there a plaque? There actually wasn't. And there should be because that inspired, honestly, one of my favorite George Michael songs. Let's go outside. Let's
0: go outside
2: and isn't there a moment where he's dressed as a cop yeah. inside a to- like a, a toilet and then they all all the urinals spin around their gold
1: there and the, yeah it's like disco ball it's such a good yeah. such a good music video good and for him kind of the i feel like on the the george michael iconic moments tour there's the toilet in Beverly Hills and then the snappy snaps that he crashed into in North London (laughs) in his Range Rover. So that's, that's, once I get that, I've got, I've hit all of the good places. He
2: just, he just wanted to get his pics back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love George Michael so much. I know, what a guy. His music's so good. I was just saying to Jesse, he's like the only male vocalist that I care about.
2: (laughs) Well, it's because he's a big old gay.
1: Yeah, completely. (laughs) He's got such good songs. What's (sighs) the, uh, do you remember that one that was like, was it called Freak? And like, it came about in the real like early 2000s early and it's really you were it's very digital breakdown in That's the stuff.
2: Right. I'll be your sexual freak and it's like de-dong de-dong de-dong. and the video I think is very CGI yeah. and graphics. There's
1: lots of like modem dial up kind of sounds and like <laughs> digital things breaking down. It's very good. Ideal. Anyway,
2: what is this podcast? I don't know anymore. <laughs> Who fucking knows? What is life? <laughs> so it's Two a new... Old Homos
1: Talking Shit is what we should change the name to. <laughs> Abandoning the format at every turn. It's a
2: new year. Here we are. Thank you for listening to your welcome America. As we've already told you, yep. in every app we basically get a British pop culture topic, we yep. discuss, dissect, work out what is the US equivalent. Then we get an American topic. Discuss. Dissect. Hey, what's the British equivalent? That's how this works. Yes.
1: Then sometimes we just do some specials, which don't adhere to the format. (laughs) We're also doing Your Welcome America Presents right now, which is Girls Aloud off the record. Yeah,
2: so you've already had uh, episode one of Girls Aloud off the record. So next Monday, you're going to get episode two of Girls Aloud off the record. Please have a listen. Watch
1: the episodes on YouTube. They're good. It's really good. Not just from a forensic historical point of view that we're coming from. Just as actual entertainment, it's good. But if you're really into over, you know, if you're really into overanalyzing and reading into... Something that should never have been (laughs) overanalyzed. Yeah, please join us on that.
2: Yeah, wonderful. Right, New Year. Let's do some feedback.
1: So first of all, we've had a note from Bianca Thompson on Instagram. She sent us a a great forward of that comedian who does a really good impression of Kira Knightley. Oh yes, Um, Luke. uh, luke millington drake so i urge anyone to who hasn't to watch his videos of keira knightley they're amazing but she just said she uh, would love to find out if uh keira knightley is welcome or not welcome so i thought we'd break with the format and do a little feedback welcome not welcome oh whoa i think back in the day i would have said not
2: welcome but now here's the thing yeah Kira at one at one stage, Kira Knightley worked out that she only makes sense in period pieces. <laughs> She's got a period face. She's got a period face. I don't I don't enjoy period pieces, but I appreciate that she knows who she is and what she does best. So I'm gonna say
1: welcome. I, I completely wholeheartedly agree with you. I in the olden days I would have said not welcome. I used to really enjoy doing like impressions of her and being kind of mean about her. And then at some point something switched and I was like, hang on a second. I love Kira Knightley. Yeah. She's great. So she's totally welcome. She
2: also in the early 2000s wore a Baker Boy hat a few times. So that's very welcome in this podcast. (laughs) Okay. I've got some feedback from podcast nemesis, Michael. (gasps) He says, hi guys, podcast nemesis, me here. Um, the song that shout out to my ex sounds like is "Ugly Heart" by GRL. Was it pronounced GRL or girl?
1: I actually never have heard it said out loud. Out loud,
2: and it will never be said out loud again after this. Yeah. Um. So that was in reference to our little
1: M- special. I was annoyed that I didn't get that catch that at the time because I definitely had "Ugly Heart."
2: I bet somewhere someone on YouTube's done like a a, a mash mash up. Lovely mashup. Oh Ooh. yeah. If not. Someone get on it. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, podcast Nemesis Michael couldn't couldn't keep his thoughts to himself. So he also <laughs> messaged us and sent us a picture of him with Jodie Marsh on uh on a roller coaster. <laughs> so let me,
1: actually, let me There see. was some context for it though, right? It was him working on a show with Jodie Marsh. <laughs> he wasn't just with her at a theme park.
2: So he was uh with her on the South End on Sea Pier, and it's just the two of them on I don't even know what the roller coaster is. He's clutching onto uh, a Z1 camera, and <laughs> Z1 Z1 camera. Jody's wearing a baby blue hoodie. They're both strapped in, and the top of the picture says "Superheroes Only." Uh,
1: so I've had a message from Becky, and she's Ginger Stitch Makes on Instagram. Uh, this is actually, she basically sent us a Christmas movie recommendation. So unfortunately, because I read this too late, we're going to have to be watching this movie in Christmas 2021. Perfect. But it's a Mariah Carey Christmas movie called A Christmas Melody. Mariah Carey, Lacey Chabert, and someone else who I don't recognize. She says, Mariah plays a petty small town mom who used to be the popular girl. I've watched this three times and I think all of her scenes but one are <laughs> filled in front of a green screen and she doesn't even sing. <laughs> it's a mess. Be right back. I'm going to watch it again, and then here's where we here's where things get really really curious with uh, with Becky. She says, "Also, keep doing what you're doing. I love it." I just checked my WhatsApp, and I was told to listen as one of you is her boss's best mate. Now wondering if he wrote promoting the podcast into their employee handbook.
2: So someone, I, who could that so, be? So also, I love she's the fact friends that with... I love the fact that she. Just check my WhatsApp. Is there someone out there who's doing (laughs) guerrilla marketing for us and just sending out WhatsApps to us? Oh,
1: based in Norfolk. Oh, okay. So this is me. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Thank you for getting in touch.
2: If actually, if any of you do want to get in touch with us, uh, you're welcome, America. That is our handle. You are welcome, America on Instagram. Fraser, what's that email address?
1: you are welcome america podcast at gmail.com he's had
2: his he's had his cold
1: broom do you hear like i feel breathless
2: all of a sudden okay we've had some more feedback this is from jamie in la he says wow love the little mix episode i have 100 comments (laughs) but you know how they did cannonball as their winning song Mm. apparently that husky girl janet
1: janet devlin Was winning. Yes, 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 She was winning
2: the viewers vote every week. And so they picked the song for her. Yes. And then Janet forgot her words the the same
1: week as Little Mix performed on Vogue. And the rest is history. Yes. Do you know what? I do remember that.
2: Janet Devlin. That's a name I know. As a person, I don't. (laughs) Thank you for that feedback. I have a funny feeling we'll be hearing more from Jamie in LA. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Mysterious plug. (laughs) I've got some more feedback from Chris Barrow on Instagram. Chris Barrow says, Hi, I've been listening to the podcast for a while now and have debated getting in touch several times. The Little Mix special seems to have been my call to action. Back in early March, I was traveling from London Heathrow to Sao Paulo. How do you say Sao? Sao Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. But I really like the he specified London Heathrow. First time traveling long haul business. So safe to say I was more than a little tipsy on boarding and too busy playing with the freebies to notice my surroundings. Fast forward 10 hours and I'm in a hungover and sleepy state. I'm waiting to use the toilet when who comes out of the toilet but Jesse from Little Mix in full face in quotation marks. I think I'm hallucinating and it takes me several minutes to work out that I've spent the night within mere meters, three members of Little Mix. And then there's a note, Perry stayed at home ill. <laughs> also, I love, how, how did he work that out? I love that. <laughs> I then spent the next 48 hours in a Little Mix Blur as I walked through arrivals just before them and their passionate fans and was in the same hotel. And then he says, then COVID hit and I spent three months sat in a room alone. Chris. <laughs> well, but, you, but you know what? He had, he peaked and so for the rest of Covid he had something to think about <laughs> little worried about little mix without uh old drama voice being present who's going to do the um going to do those big drama moments
2: mm, I think Jessie had it in her
1: Yeah that's true actually she can she can cover those bits Yeah <laughs> Whoa, I'm thinking I'm on
2: yeah jesse, jesse would have done thank you that is some really gorgeous feedback yeah i also appreciate the fact that he'd been debating about doing feedback before the, i know the, the, the little mix special <laughs> pushed him over the edge like,
1: i remember that flight i remember <laughs> jesse in her full face <laughs> beautiful
2: we've had some more feedback from andrew on instagram he says merry christmas he did send this on december 25th At 10.27 a.m. I don't know which time zone that was in, uh, but I appreciate that on Christmas Day you were that bored.
1: Well, you'll see why he thought of us on Christmas Day. Oh, okay.
2: Thank you for keeping twenty twenty so joyful and festive and uh-huh. gay and trashy and amazing. Yep. <laughs> That's us. French BF, French boyfriend has finally converted to You're Welcome America. Oh. Yeah. Bien oui. sous- ah, music <laughs> sous-
1: <laughs> is there. I have an A in G C C French. I don't know why I just made up French words. I have yeah, I have an A in
2: I have an A in higher French. <laughs> I don't think even that, that I don't even think that qualification system works anymore. <laughs> it's defunct. Yeah, buff um so anyway the french boyfriend is finally converted to your welcome america and is currently listening to the palm springs and spoons episode while cooking <laughs> xmas dinner giggling to himself i love how he called weather spoons spoons
1: also love the idea of a french person listening to us talking about palm springs and weather spoons <laughs> <laughs> nonsense <laughs>
2: He'll be sorted for the citizenship test when asked about Samantha Mumba. <laughs> and in 2021, I'm expecting her on the show. Look, Andrew, we all are.
1: <laughs> I can't manifest that any harder, to be honest with you.
2: Well, oh, thank you. Thank you for yeah. sending that.
1: How do you say welcome? Like in French? Hey, Siri, translate your welcome America into French. Avec plaisir, l'Amérique. Oh, that was lovely. L'Amérique. Avec plaisir, l'Amérique. I've got one final piece of feedback from Joseph Perry on Instagram. He says, hiya, boys. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Why are you giggling at that? Uh, <laughs> literally as high as a fucking kite. I'm going to sue Dunkin' Donuts for genuinely causing me to like OD. It's feel crazy. <laughs> hiya, boys. Just wanted to say loving the fact that Martin McCutcheon got some much deserved airtime in the latest episode especially her often forgotten gem, I'm Over You. What a genuine icon of our time. Yeah. Very, very true. He says, my partner and I were recently married and for our final dance, drunkenly demanded all of our guests form a circle and slow sway to perfect moment. <laughs> he then uh, had multiple <laughs> technological failures trying to send us the video, including trying to video call us. And then he sent us a video and it looks like a fabulous and beautiful moment. Quite literally a perfect moment.
2: Oh, but uh,
1: I But I really appreciated that and- actually it reminded me a little bit of your wedding when we for your first dance we did the Macarena. yeah
2: (laughs) hey it's a crowd pleaser everyone knows the moves get involved
1: very romantic first dance
2: (laughs) thank you everyone for getting in touch please continue to do so we love it
1: yeah thank you for your continued support strangers who are not our friends that we forced to listen to this thank you
2: Okay, we are back. We are going to go into our first topic, which is the American topic. Fraser, it's your first topic of 2021, babes. What you got?
1: Well, as teased in the earlier segment of the show, I am fully cracked out right now because I have drunk not even the full cup of Dunkin' Donuts coffee that I bought earlier today, but I am basically, much like America, running on (laughs) Dunkin'. So I will be talking about Dunkin' Donuts. It's very, very important to clarify that this place is not called Duncan's Donuts. The owner is not called Duncan. It is Duncan Donuts. And there is no G. It's not Dunking Donuts. It's Duncan Donuts. Got it. So just to give a bit a bit of an overview, obviously. So Duncan Donuts is an American multinational coffee and donut company. So it was founded in 1950 in Quincy, Massachusetts. And basically uh, the guy, William, William Rosenberg, that kind of founded it, he conceived the idea after he used to sell food to factories and construction sites. And he said the two most popular things were donuts and coffee.
2: I mean, keep them going, you know.
1: (laughs) Fast forward to now, Dunkin' Donuts is one of the biggest coffee chains in America. Yes. So most importantly, Dunkin' Donuts, or just Dunkin', started on the East Coast. Yes. So Dunkin' Donuts is a real East Coast thing. They do have it in LA, which is, again, why I'm lost my damn mind mm-hmm. but there's a few less here but i was informed just before we started by uh, your husband jesse that west coast is very much starbucks and east coast is Dunkin'. got it that's the that's the distinction uh, did you know that there are no there are some Dunkin' donuts in the uk
2: yeah i feel like Beside, like, the Trafford Centre, there might be one. I think it's
1: Manchester, Liverpool, and then somewhere in North London. I think it might be Harrow for Mm. some reason. I bet
2: Glasgow snuck one in. Well,
1: according to to Wikipedia, it says there's no Dunkin' Donut stores in Scotland, Northern Ireland, or Wales. Oh. So that's kind of just a general overview. I actually went to Duncan on the way here. Now,
2: which one? Which one did you go to?
1: I went to my future residence and my spiritual home, Atwater Village.
2: Beautiful. Now, as I've said before, I think the London equivalent of Atwater Village is Earlsfield. Yes, I somewhere would say it's, not, somewhere that not everyone knows about. Yeah,
1: I would say Earlsfield or Dulwich is my kind of my okay. kind of vibe. And I used to live in Dulwich, which is why I want to move to Atwater Village. Oh, it all makes Leslie. sense. So I went to Duncan and Atwater. There was it was very very quiet, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and ordered us a few little bits and pieces to kind of sample now. Oh, some nibbles. Yeah. That's so nice. I ordered myself this cold brew coffee, which is giant. Now. Okay. okay, so I've got myself um, I got myself a cold brew coffee, and I also got you just a little bit of coffee for you to sample. Lovely. Because even though Dunkin' has kind of a trashy vibe, especially the color scheme, which I kind of actually secretly love, it's this orange and pink, but um, it kind of has like a trashy vibe to it. And I think there's this weird thought in your head because of that, that the coffee is bad. But apparently Dunkin' coffee is, there's the reason why everyone loves it so much, because the coffee's really good and it's really strong. Right. And you're a coffee... I'd say connoisseur. Some would say snob. I'd like you to try it and just say tell me what your thought is on that cold brew.
2: I also just want to point out that the cup that you're sipping from right now, it's the size of cup that probably legally you wouldn't be allowed in the UK.
1: (laughs) That's why I feel so crazy. Yeah. Okay. Tell me your thoughts. Just
2: a little sip of this. Well, it's got a lot of ice in it, so it's a little watery. But (laughs) I think it tastes fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I actually think that. So I despise the coffee at Starbucks <coughs> because I think it tastes burnt and nasty. Well, I was going to say,
2: I think that's got a bit of a a burnt edge to it, but in a nice way, like a yeah. smoky... Yes,
1: pre- precisely. Smoky finish? Yes. So I actually am quite impressed. This is my first ever Dunkin' coffee. Okay. And I'm more impressed with it than I am with Starbucks.
2: Right. I also think, I wonder if that's the sort of drink and size people order in the morning, they just sip in it all day. Yes.
1: I'm a little concerned because of the time that we're recording that I'm actually never going to sleep again, but okay, I also got a blue raspberry coolada. So let me go and get that for I, you.
2: I don't know any of those words that just came out of your mouth.
1: <gasps> <laughs> Talk me through what you're seeing here.
2: Fraser has produced um, a drink from the fridge, which I could only describe visually as um, a raspberry, a blue raspberry slush puppy.
1: Oh. Excuse me, just doing, just mixing. All right, get you have a little. Oh my try god, it is like it is
2: my aesthetic. What is this? <laughs> is this for me? Yeah. <gasps> it tastes like a blue, like a blue raspberry um, Sush puppy. Well, there you go.
1: Now oh you my know. god, it's
2: so cool. Yeah, it, like it's it's gorgeous. It's like bright blue. It's like a, it looks like a science prop from a music video in the early 2000s. Yeah. Like when you would have like a blue liquid bubbling yeah. in, a, in a test
1: tube. <laughs> well, you can thank podcast nemesis Michael for that recommendation. He thought that you'd like that.
2: Oh, I really love this. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to drink. I just want to take pictures of it. I'm yeah. going to take, take a picture. We've both got our beverages. <laughs> okay, we've got what, some beverages. What is next from the so, Duncan menu? So
1: I thought that... Um, because obviously it's Dunkin' Donuts. So I got a donut and I just thought we can just try a bit of it. We don't actually have to eat this whole thing because it's kind of sickly. I chose, purposely chose a really sickly looking one. Okay, cool. (laughs) So this is a a frosted strawberry donut from Dunkin'. Hang on. Just just describe what you're seeing there. I'm seeing... It's kind of like if you
2: were in a supermarket and they did a pink donut for the holidays. Right. It's got... It's (laughs) pink... And it's got um, like little snowflakes
1: on top. Okay, so let's do a little taste test. The strawberry frosting is much nicer than I thought it was going to be. It looked a bit like it was going to taste just purely of chemicals, but I definitely actually tasted some strawberry.
2: I think in the lab, they've definitely added a a strawberry component to that. Okay,
1: so then one other thing that I got, which Duncan is really famous for, is I got us some munchkins. Oh, yep. So munchkins are also known as donut holes. They're basically just a ball of dough.
2: <laughs> oh, it's like the US equivalent of a Pizza Express dough ball. <laughs>
1: Precisely. So I got us some um, chocolate some regular munchkins and chocolate munchkins. Okay. So Fraser's tearing
2: this open above all the equipment and wires <laughs>
1: in the studio. I'm out of fucking control, thanks to Duncan.
2: Okay, so there's a chocolate wait, there's chocolate and regular. Chocolate and
1: regular, yeah. Chocolate and glazed, they call that oh, just the regular I, one. I'm always a glazed. I yeah. was a glaze. I'm going to do that. I have actually already sampled one of the chocolate ones okay. on the way here. I'll tell you what.
2: Mm-hmm. Tell me, babe. I'll something. tell you
1: what. As non-Americans mm-hmm. who perhaps, maybe perhaps aren't as sweet-toothed as America, in this is all very generalization, I like these a lot because it is just one bite. Do you know what it- Not mean? overwhelming. Do
2: you know what it makes me feel like? It's like I've got a box of celebrations in front of me. Yes, and yes. And I'm just going to pop one in my mouth. Now, ultimately- I'm gonna eat enough celebrations that I've eaten a whole chocolate bar yeah in the same way I'm gonna eat enough donut ho- donut holes munchkins that I've essentially eaten a whole donut yeah but I'm gonna take my time
1: yeah feels it feels less overwhelming doesn't it Yeah it does mm. So that's my that's what I got us from from Duncan hold on. So i just wanted to talk about something i lightly touched on which is the branding of duncan yeah so they have a very like famous color scheme of pink and orange but they're a very specific type of pink and orange and i really really like the color scheme together it's kind of hideously tacky and kind of stunning at the same time
2: it makes me think of a marketing team might have said at one point well, I mean, you obviously know the rules of marketing. You should never put pink and orange together. Yeah. And Duncan went,
1: aha, we've Dun- got it. Oh, his name is now just his, Duncan. His name was Duncan. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. It definitely feels like someone went renegade and they were like, well, I'm going to fucking break those rules. Well, so, and then
2: like in a TED talk years later, it's like, sometimes it comes, <laughs> success comes when you break the very rules that you've been told to follow.
1: Oh, wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> is this from like duncan the duncan donut story yeah <laughs> yeah like when they had three different steve jobs movies out at the same time and so who's gonna play it duncan from blue
2: <laughs> well he's definitely <laughs> gonna audition he might not get it in but in the audition duncan would be like "Well, oh, i've already got nine
1: <laughs> no i was trying to think of another person famous person called duncan and i um, duncan ballantyne <laughs> duncan dragon's den and owner of Ballantine gyms i didn't know that yeah oh the gyms. oh now i feel like i'm wrong oh well tell me if i'm wrong everyone
2: uh duncan duncan james p jane duncan dunk i know no other duncan no, especially not american there are no other famous duncans
1: yeah maybe that's why no one in this country thinks it's duncan's donuts because it's duncan one other thing that duncan
2: is quite famous for i think is someone might go there Someone, do you know what it's been a long week at work. Remember pre-covid times? It's been a long week at work. Yep. It's a Friday. And do you know what? Maybe your supervisor at work. Maybe you are the supervisor. And maybe you've just thought, "I'm going to go get some dunk for the whole gang." Well, and you've gone and got like a carry out thing, one of those kind of big pouring things. Yep. Have have I taken the words out of your mouth? You have.
1: You've taken my next little No, but no, you're completely right. Basically, I was actually talking to <laughs> talking to Jesse before this started, your husband, and he was saying that in New York, especially, when he wo- when he worked there, he said even in a high-end office, a regular office, a hellscape office, wherever you worked, apparently it was just the done thing that in the kitchen there would be Dunkin' Donuts. Someone would bring in that big box and there oh. would be all of the donuts and the munchkins and stuff, and they'd just be in people's office.
2: But I was thinking specifically those big coffee box yes, poor yes, things yes. as yeah. well.
1: But yeah, apparently, you know, that too. And it's like, that's just like standard office behavior on the, especially on the East Coast. And it kind of got me thinking about how in the UK, when Krispy Kremes became, or Krispy Kreme donuts came to the UK, and it was a real like phenomenon. And I felt like it's very awkward thing of, you know, it's kind of a cultural thing in this country to have coffee and donuts and for it to be a morning thing. And it just is a thing. You know, we grew up seeing coffee and donuts being like in movies. And you know, it's like cops drink coffee and eat donuts. We just know it as America. So then there's this very like awkward moment in the UK when some yeah, yeah, like your boss would bring in like a big thing of Krispy Kreme donuts and at like eleven in the morning you're kinda like, oh like I don't wanna eat like a sugar donut at like eleven AM and it's always like Like, Krispy Kreme is kind of nice slash disgusting at the same time. So, like, Mm. just like a a jam-filled donut at, like, 11 in the morning is quite vomit-inducing. Krispy Kreme, I think the way the UK dealt with it as well is, like, Krispy Kreme were seen as a
2: slight luxury.
1: Yes. And it should have been, exactly. Whereas, like, Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' here, it's like, every day, it's like, oh, you know, we're at work. Just grabbing yeah. one of them, but yeah, it's it, it's like a weird high end treat. And well, it's like Ooh. I remember
2: Selfridges used to have like a crispy cream yeah. section.
1: It was all like it was all very much that. So I just wanted to have a quick sidebar with you about donuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a sidebar because it's what we're talking about. But I just wanted to talk to you about donuts, kind of back at home, because I feel like they are different. There's something about that very like kind of deep fried jam filled i know they call them jelly donuts here oh. but like a jam filled donut from back at home which was like with sugar on top of it and oh. here they use powdered sugar which is like icing sugar mm-hmm. whereas back at home it would be like <laughs> crystals of sugar like on top of it
2: i love like a tesco a supermarket yes. a bag of jam filled yes. donuts that, one of those yeah perfect in fact in the us it seems like okay you've got your your great equalizer you have got your dunkin yeah but in the past sort of 10 years, maybe, there's lots of like, oh my god, well, if you're visiting Portland, you have to have the, you have to go to blah, blah, blah for the blah, blah, blah donuts. And there's all those gourmet donuts. Right. And they have like bacon and things on top. And actually, you might be surprised with me. I want, I want a basic. Yeah. I want either just a glaze from Duncan or I want a supermarket yeah. jam filled. No, you
1: are right. Like a, a Sainsbury's like jam donut is oh, just yum. like the fucking, oh, it's... let me tell you something separate from this as well. Hit me. I grew up, as you know, my closest town was Great Yarmouth, the seaside town of Great Yarmouth. Let me tell you something. If there's two things Great Yarmouth knows how to do, make fish and chips taste the best they've ever tasted. Oh, uh, uh, we're going to debate that when you finally visit Scotland, of course. And finally, to make fresh donuts in like little kind of you know donut vans that they are just like by the beach, and they make them fresh mm. and then put the sugar in them, and they taste really fucking amazing
2: i i'm always creeped out by donut vans or say for example you happen to be in like the costa del sol and you've gone to the the water park you've gone to the aqua park
1: right and they're selling those mini donuts that they're making there like i don't trust them oh no i'm uh, you, you you need to open your mind my friend look okay so when we go on our tour of the uk yes um, for, the, for this show I'm yes. talking about, where we sing, I know him so well, <laughs> back to back on stage at the beginning. Uh-huh. We'll eat fish and chips in Great Yarmouth, because that'll be one of our stops. Hometown hero, me returning. <laughs> and then when we go up to Glasgow for your hometown hero show, I'll sample the fish and chips there. And we'll just, we'll compare that and I'll make you eat some doughnuts uh, at the seaside too. Perfect. <laughs> so the reason I picked Duncan as my topic is because I saw something on Instagram or Twitter or somewhere talking about Ben Affleck. Oh, and it was some, it was this like yeah. roundup of Ben Affleck's uh, pictures of him holding Duncan. And obviously he's like, apparently like a huge fan of Dunkin' Donuts because he's from Boston, from the East Coast. And it's like his thing. I read this strange rumor when I was doing some research on it. And it basically, it's like an unfounded rumor, but the apparently the unfounded rumor is that corporate headquarters of Duncan Donuts shares Ben Affleck's coffee order with like regional chains of Duncan. So that wherever he goes, he just walks in and they have his order ready. Mm. It's unfounded, but apparently the <laughs> Ben Affleck's coffee order is iced coffee with a shitload of sugar. <laughs> That's a quote from someone. Just shitload. Yeah. Now this looking for that led me to a website that I'm very unfamiliar with, and this none of this makes any sense, but. This kind of popped up when I was looking up Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts. It's an article on the website Mm -hmm. sheknows.com, S-H-E-K-N-O-W-S, sheknows.com, and this is just the go-to Starbucks orders of uh, 20 celebrities. I'm just going to read you, there's just a couple that really stood out to me as quite strange. So Khloe Kardashian uh, was asked for her favorite order, and she says, Venti 7 Pump No Water Chai Latte. I don't understand anything she says. And apparently a typical venti contains five pumps, but Chloe explained the additional two pumps are just an extra little bit of fabulousness. (laughs) No water. Don't you dare hydrate me. Then uh, speaking of in the same family, Kim Kardashian's Starbucks order is (laughs) Kim Kardashian revealed she orders a short white chocolate mocha with whipped cream and takes only a few sips. (laughs) Is that not so funny? Just like... She's like, and then I just imagine her throwing the hot (laughs) coffee in like someone's face, (laughs) in like Like, Chris's face. Or or she just throws it and it goes all
2: over like a really expensive sofa that instantly gets replaced.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They just pick it up and carry it out of her house. They're like, Kim's done it again. (laughs) Wow. And that just really made me laugh. There's, There's plenty of others in the article, but those two, especially that one, just the thought of her going...
2: Mm, Like a little sparrow taking just a quick sip from a bird bath.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I was trying to have a think about the UK equivalent of Dunkin'. I've come up with it in my head. I've got an idea. So I actually think that the UK equivalent of Dunkin' Donuts is Costa Coffee.
2: Oh, that's not where I was going. Now explain yourself.
1: So I think that I've been on plenty of shoots and kind of things back in the UK where people would, if we were going to go on a shoot and they would send a runner to go and get like coffee and bits for the crew... The thing that they would do here is go to Dunkin' get a box of coffee and some donuts. In the UK, you would go to Costa Coffee, get everyone coffees, but you would also buy pano chocolats and pano raisins as, like, breakfast items. Pano raisins. Like a sugary, like, breakfast thing. And it made me realise... That everyone in Europe, you know, thinks that they're, like, snobby about America being like, oh my god, Americans eat, like, donuts for breakfast. It's like, yeah. And you eat a croissant, which is essentially just butter and sugar at, like, 11 a.m.
2: Don't you dare come from my croissant.
1: Ah, croissant. Uh. So the reason I'm saying Costa is because I didn't realize it because I was doing my research. Because Costa is a UK-owned chain, even though it tries to come across as an Italian chain. It's it's the UK-run and operated coffee place. They are all over the country. Mm -hmm. they're not in a specific part of the country they're everywhere especially very like predominantly at like uk service stations you actually don't get as many starbucks as you do get costas Mm -hmm. they're very like ingrained in every city
2: well you've got your costa you've got your costa card be it your stamps exactly
1: and it's like yes the uk might have starbucks which is obviously an american chain but i feel like costa actually does a very valiant job of being the most prevalent coffee chain in the uk Thoughts and feelings. Thoughts and feelings,
2: reactions, emotions. I'm going to say that I think the UK equivalent of Dunkin' Donuts is Greg's. Because actually, do you not think that like you would go get a pasty and a a lukewarm tea or something like that? I don't know what the original order... I know we've covered Greg's
1: before, haven't we? No. Oh, that's a That's a real treat, we need to get someone to send some Greggs on like dry ice so we can eat it.
2: but do you not think that like if you look no, you it... you're
1: you're you're really talking some truth. The reason I pulled that weird face at you is for one because I think my heart's going to explode from the coffee, yeah two, I feel like there might have i feel like you might drink Costa coffee in it, you know like a I think stop trying to push
2: Costa coffee on us. <laughs> you know I'm caffeine
1: I tried to look up. <laughs> I tried to look up if they sell Costa coffee in a Greg's and the first thing I got was a a thing that says plans for a new Costa coffee and Greg's in Wolverhampton refused. So (laughs) Wolverhampton's never going to know the answer to that question. But do you know what? I think I've found a way to marry those things together. Okay. Okay, so I would say then that the UK equivalent of Dunkin' Donuts is going into a service station, grabbing a coffee from Costa, and then going and grabbing a nice little pasty from Greg's.
2: Sold. You're welcome. You're
1: welcome. Okay, we've taken a break. Uh, Listeners should know I threw the rest of the coffee away. I've taken a few deep breaths and I've come back down to earth. Mm -hmm. So I've done our American topic. Ben has got our British topic. What have you got for my babe?
2: Well, we've just had what I would refer to as a funny week. You know?
1: (laughs) It's been a funny week.
2: Funny week in between Crimbo and New Year. Funny week. No man's land. No man's land. So do you know what I did? I got my VPN and I logged on to ITVB And I've been watching The Real Housewives of Jersey.
1: Not New Jersey. Not New Jersey. Jersey. Old Jersey. Just Jersey. (laughs) Original Jersey. The
2: Real Housewives of Jersey. Jersey classic. Wow. Now, we need to explain where and what this is. Yeah. So, the island of Jersey. I've read the Wikipedia maybe four times. Still don't quite get it. But Jersey is an island that's very close to France. Yeah, It's in the, the that cha- that bit of water. What's it called? The channel? Yeah. yeah. The channel in between. <laughs> the English channel. The English channel. <laughs> um, but it's closer to France than it is to the UK. Yep. Now, this is where it gets confusing. It's not part of the UK. It's not part <laughs> of France. But it's not an independent country. So it's very confusing. What? I know. So who? I don't understand. But what, okay, what it, currency do they use? The British pound. <laughs> so it, it's what's described as a crown dependency. So it has like a special relationship with, with the UK. I don't fully really know what's going on there. It
1: all feels very reminiscent of that man that moved onto the oil rig and started his own country off of the coast in the UK. It's, you hear, heard about him?
2: I that vaguely rings a bell. <laughs> oh, sorry, it says the Jersey pound, but it's the it's the British pound. How confusing! I know. So confu- so it's his own little world on this island. About ninety thousand people live there. And they have done a whole Real Housewives spin-off. Now, as you full well know, I'm not a huge Housewives fan. And I am. And you are. So
1: maybe I should have talked about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but in the UK, they've they've already got the Real Housewives of Cheshire. Yep. So this is the second spin-off. And this is on ITVB. Now, if you could just explain to us, Fraser, what is ITVB?
1: ITVB is Bravo. Oh, very quick. <laughs> Simple as that. Quick and succinct. ITVB is Bravo. They play Real Housewives. They have all the Bravo shows. I don't know if... Below Deck is on there as well. Actually, no, they put Below Deck on Netflix now. Oh, wow. Which is crazy. So that's how everyone in the UK suddenly found Below Deck. But yeah, ITVB is Bravo. Got it. Thank you. So on
2: this show, uh, much like all the other Housewives shows, they follow a bunch of women. Just, you know, a <laughs> bunch of wealthy women doing their bits and bobs. Yep. And that's what's going on. First of all, you might want to know what is the like the symbol for the show? Because you know how others, you might have an apple or a peach or whatever. Yep. It's just a diamond. Oh, thought, well,
1: that's the same as Beverly Hills.
2: I know. I thought it should have been a shell, yeah, like a glitzy it, shell. It should have
1: been. Do you know they? Um, the out of all the ones households uh, of New Jersey, they don't hold anything because I think they couldn't find anything that represents New Jersey that is not, not like insulting. Oh, so like they just the women are just standing there, and then it goes. Yeah, Beverly Hills is a diamond. Potomac is a glass of champagne. Atlanta's a peach. New York's an apple. Dallas, oh Dallas, they're inexplicably holding CGI stars. Fine. <laughs> I don't even think they're holding anything physically. But this is, this is on an island. Yeah. Like all the shot, like drone
2: it's shots. Very, of water, isn't very seaside, isn't it? Very seaside. Give me a starfish. Give me yeah. something. Like Give, a bedazzled starfish. A crab. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, would you like to know a famous person? The, the most famous person, in my opinion, from Jersey. Oh, go for it. Henry Cavill.
1: Oh, oh, he's from Jersey. He's from
2: Jersey, and I think that makes sense because he's someone that. I'm not sure what his personality is. Yeah. I'm not, he doesn't, he's not like a distinct flavor to me. Yes. Isle of Jersey. Let's get into it. Population of 90,000 people, 90,000 people. Should I talk you through the cast? Please do. Okay. We've got (laughs) Haiti. Hades is an interesting one. She kind of appears older and old-fashioned, but she's actually a skydiver, rides a motorbike, and she's very into wellness and um, alternative therapies. Oh,
1: I liked her. So, for, just for for the record, I did watch one random episode uh, with you, that, not even the first episode. So, I've I've definitely got an idea of the flavor of these women too. I really liked her. Okay, she was very like, yeah. She she has like a the, you you when you look at her and hear her talk, you think she's going to be like posh and old and crusty, but she's actually kind of young and spunky and like a little bit odd in a way that's very fun
2: exactly um it's important to note that her daughter is a drum and bass DJ and at this point in my <laughs> coverage I would like to just uh, put out there that every person on this show is white
1: <laughs> of course yeah
2: so next up Kate Kate is a delight and is amazing. <sighs> Kate is um, she's going through a tough divorce. She's been married for 28 mm. years. She's incredibly OTT. She has definitely smoked heavily in her life. <laughs> and she has her voice a, is amazing. A beautiful voice to go with it. Yeah. And she just seems like one of the most... Lovely and positive people. She's very breast forward, <laughs> she I would say. Got a
1: big old pair of jugs. Oh, her.
2: she is. She is a dream. We yeah. watched an episode where she was in a limo reclining with a giant hat. Yeah, wasn't she? She's
1: very. She's very like housewives extra, but one of those housewives that's really extra, but has like a very nice heart.
2: No, not a nasty bone in her yeah. little body.
1: Um, next up is
2: Ashley. Ashley's a bit more of a loose cannon. She's curiously been engaged to someone for six years. But that person is still going through a divorce. Oh.
1: Don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the courts work differently on Jersey. Probably. She always has salty looking hair. Yeah, she's always, just... <laughs> What like a salt spray from the, from the ocean. Yeah,
2: but it's real because it's from Jersey. Oh, okay. That'd be a really good business in Jersey, wouldn't it? Like actual like Jersey salt spray. Jersey salt
1: spray. I want and to you're... sell that in the UK and be like, get your Jersey beach hair.
2: Yeah, and you're literally just like bottling seawater.
1: One of the women should do that because Housewives famously- We'll start businesses and then promote them on the show so she should do that ashley's jersey salt hairspray or whatever Perfect. it is
2: and one key thing to note that isn't referenced in the show but the reason all these women have quite a lot of money and live luxurious lifestyles is that <laughs> jersey's a tax haven so <laughs> jersey has its relationship with the uk but there's no corporate tax and there's no inheritance tax and looks like personal <laughs> tax is
1: very very low yeah so but, but it actually which in Reality makes it the perfect place for a Housewives show because it means there's wealth and uh, and wealth is a very important key element of the Housewives, but also having the underlying shiftiness mm. is actually a common thread that runs through <laughs> most of the Housewives franchise, especially like when it comes to money. Everyone's slightly built on a house of cards in a way that's very fun. Welcome to Jersey. <laughs> yeah. um, next
2: up, we have Margaret. She is one of two Scottish characters in the show. Margaret is solid. She's strong. She's a bit older I've just written, do I know this woman? I want to.
1: I would say she's the one that struggled with the uh, confessionals the most. Oh, what do you think? Uh, Yeah, she really, she really like was the most stilted in all of the confessionals.
2: You made a a comment as well, like watching a season one of a housewife is always a little tough.
1: Yes. Yeah, season, season one of any housewives franchise is really tough because they, they essentially, it's no, it's no secret now that this show is, they might have two of the women who are actually friends. Maybe two or three of the women have known each other for a long time, but they mix together lots of different women and force them to be on the show together. So it's always a lot of getting to know each other and the dramas aren't deep-seated and like long-running. They are because when they bring in family members and people who have known each other a long time, that spices it up. But yeah, season ones are always a little tough and slow, apart from Salt Lake City, which is firing on all fucking cylinders.
2: I love Margaret because she... She's gone through it all. She's done it. She is single. She always wanted to have children, but she never could. And she just is, seems to be like a lovely, wonderful woman. In one scene, they do like some sort of ceremony where Hades, um, you know, putting them through this sort of like very, very white woman ceremony where you have to like, let go of all your problems and things. (laughs) And Margaret's like, I've done all this 20 years ago. I don't have any issues or problems. I've, I've worked through them all.
1: I mean, you just did a perfect impression of her confessional.
2: Perfect. <laughs> done. Um, next up, we have Tessa. She is sort of like the self-appointed leader of the pack. She's always kind of on her high horse. She's Scottish. She sort of has the vibe of someone who's playing the game. And in fact, she probably pitched, pr- produced and funded the entire series. Yeah,
1: for sure. She's definitely the, the driving force behind it. Yeah. In, in a kind of a, a Lisa Vanderpump in Beverly Hills kind of way where you can you feel like she's maybe the that was often Lisa Vanderpump's criticism from the cast members but praise from the fans is that she was like pulling the strings behind the scenes and kind of running the storylines and it's like well yeah. Someone's got Thank to. Thank God someone's doing it. Otherwise, yeah. we are literally watching a show about women driving around doing nothing.
2: Yeah. She also works in PR, so it all kind of makes sense. Yeah. The, it, the whole show, and she in particular, it, it seems like she's doing PR for Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> um, she sort of has, in general, a Cruella DeVille vibe. Yeah. I would say. And crucially, she's the mother of Talia Storm. I mean, very important. <laughs> Talia Storm, just explained explain to our US listeners, is imagine Jojo Siwa vibes. Yep. Um, But... Not as famous. Yes. Anything else you want to add to that? No. Done. Uh, next up, we have Mia. Mia's she's... she's the Australian. one. She's
1: the Australian ex-model. I'm. i just from the one episode I saw. I'm. She's. I'm trimming her out of season two. She was. She seems perfectly nice, but she was bringing nothing. Yeah. She doesn't. I did like her tagline where she's like, I'm used to spiders, but I'm trying to get used to snakes something or whatever like it was, that. something along those lines. I liked that, but she's got to go.
2: Hades' tagline was pretty good. It was something very strange, like, if there's an elephant in the room, I'm probably riding it. Oh yeah, that was very odd. <laughs> Just because she's like a thrill seeker. Right. <laughs> so those are the main characters. In general, the action is very champagne and G&T heavy. <laughs> yeah, which it is. No wine.
1: No, no wine. All
2: champagne and goblets of gin and tonics. Yeah,
1: lots of clinking gin and tonics and crystal tumblers, what I saw.
2: Some of the activities they get up to, there is naked life drawing going on. There might be some jet skiing. There's a falconry scene.
1: (laughs) of course where
2: kate turns up in a bikini with like a net dress like <laughs> yeah. like a clearly like a very expensive net dress that could also be like a fishing net
1: yeah or like one of those bags that holds tangerines exactly <laughs> like that but but to, just to the real
2: spirit of kate who is like seems like a genuinely wonderful person she's doing falconry and a falcon lands in her and she seems to speak to the bird like, they have their own language <laughs> and understanding of one another. Right. Like, oh, you're just a beautiful creature. Uh, there's a birthday party for one of Margaret's dogs.
1: Perfect classic housewife. Of course there is. Yeah.
2: There is, I mentioned it before, there's Hades um, sort of festival. I'm using the that word in quotation marks. Outdoor spiritual gong yep. healing situation. Yep. You have to let it all go. Yeah. That kind of situation. Yep. Um, so those are the main things uh that happen in the show uh we also get a lot of
1: shots of jersey that yes. drone well that drone they they got good work money out of that drone that was one of my criticisms of the show is that i i always find that with housewives shows we do a lot of sweeping shots at the beginning and then when we're doing the kind of interstitial scenes whatever city they're set in we just pull back on them a little bit because we're just trying to get to the get to the action so it's like you know you might if you're in like orange county it's like you get big sweeping shots of the beach stuff at the beginning maybe you'll just get someone rollerblading as you're heading from one house to another when i was watching the episode of jersey i felt sick i was like oh god we're back in the drone again it was like <laughs>
2: whoosh 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 whoosh
1: but like, but you know i think in a season one you need that because
2: first of all we barely know and understand jersey so right. you have no, to I, like
1: I, set the scene i get it it's just a, it was a little it was a little heavy-handed i think but actually um the other thing also is a lot of the time they just use it to show that we're moving from one place to the other because Jersey's so small. I'm like, we're not going to be whooshing around for 20 minutes to get to her house next door.
2: There is there is an episode where they, they go on vacation and it's clearly just to like the other bit of the island.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the one we watched, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. To that like Airbnb just like just around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I love that.
2: The cast clearly saying... Well, are we staying here? Am I going back at night? What? No, I don't mind. I'll do whatever you want. Um, there are lots of shots of um, the, the hustling, bustling Jersey, which I really enjoyed. Like maybe like a close up of a Ted Baker bag. Right. A Michael Kors bag.
1: Maybe a Reese shopping bag. Right. A lot of hanging baskets in that high street. <laughs> One of my favorite things about the Real Housewives of Cheshire was, as a UK viewer watching American Housewives, is you just don't like, fo- you know, say if they're sitting, some two women are sitting out on the street in like, say Beverly Hills. In the background, you just don't take in any of the... You just don't think about it. Yeah. Whereas on the Housewives of Cheshire, I remember it was all like, again, swooshing, swooshing. Then it's like, these two women are meeting at, you know, They. they do the front of a building they're meeting at some cafe and they're sitting down outside trying to make it look you know european and then basically just you could tell in the background they've really tried to crop out and they couldn't it was just a sainsbury's local (laughs) it just really made me laugh you know they've they've you know the focus is that you they've done the focus so you can't read the letters but it's like that's a sainsbury's local okay
2: i know i know that (laughs) font i know that coloring yeah and what's also interesting about this is they filmed it this year yeah sorry they filmed it last year 2020 thank god we're past 2020 yeah it's behind us. I know. Oh. <laughs> um, they filmed it last year, prime COVID time, and it's not mentioned anywhere in the show, which is fair enough. Yeah. It's not part of the
1: action. I think that's probably why they didn't go anywhere for the cast trip then, isn't it?
2: Yeah, just the other yeah. bit of the island. But also I'm always wondering like what temperature is it? There's a lot of scenes where it's kind of bright, but it looks a bit chilly. Yeah, and everyone else in the background is wearing, like, duffel coats. And then yeah. there's, like, Kate wearing a, a lace something, <laughs> you know? It reminds
1: me of when I read something about Sex and the City, how they said that in the first, like, two seasons, there's actual seasons. Like, you see winter and stuff. And then apparently in the middle, the whole thing uh, exists in, I think they called it Perpetual Spring. Yes. And then that goes to winter at the end again.
2: Yeah. It looks like Perpetual british summer yeah <laughs> so make it make of that a perpetual british
1: will. spring which is really cold and the sun <laughs> might shine enough to make it look like it's not there's a great episode where they're doing a fundraiser
2: for the local lido okay okay it's <laughs> like an historic lido to explain to our u.s listeners that's like an outdoor swimming pool <laughs> no one in the cast can agree how to pronounce lido so it's lido lido. Ledo. Ledo. Ledo.
1: Well, we're close to France, so it's Ledo.
2: <laughs> so everyone like completely says a different thing. I would like you to do for us now your impression of a confrontation, a housewives confrontation on uh, a UK version of Housewives right. versus a housewives comp- uh confrontation on an American on j- okay. season of Got housewives. it, got it, got it.
1: Okay, so let me say, say New York, Real Housewives of New York, for example, yes. will have, um, I mean, they. this is maybe not the greatest example because they are the most unhinged of all of the housewives. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they'll be like, let's say the issue is uh, so-and-so didn't turn up to someone's uh, dog funeral last week. You know, they'll be like, okay, the next scene is them going to argue about it. In New York, they'll sit down and they'll be like, I can't believe you didn't come to my dog funeral. You're a bitch. And the other one's like, well, you're a bitch. And then they'll be like, well, you did this to me last week. They'll start shouting at each other. They'll start pointing fingers. Someone says, don't put your finger in my face. You don't put your finger in my face, bitch. End of scene. Real Housewives of Jersey confrontation's like, so um, so I, I found that you were being a little bit patronising at that dinner. Oh, oh, did you think I was being patronising? Well, I, I don't really think I was being patronising to you. Well, I think you were being a little bit patronising, weren't you? Oh well, don't tell me what to do, Margaret. Okay, well, let's agree to disagree, shall of, we? A lot of agreeing to to disagree. A lot of a lot of forced smiles and agreeing to disagree. A lot of very British argument. A lot of it is what it is. Yeah, it is, what it is. At the end of the day, it is what it is, and then we'll just agree to disagree, won't we? <laughs> yes, we will. I guess we will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very stilted arguments.
2: What's what quite nice about that, though, is I, this is the perfect show to watch while you're maybe doing the ironing. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? I think I would like to see maybe some sort of like the the creepy financial undercurrents of Journey yes. coming oh. to the floor. Like washing yeah. up. Like suddenly it turns out <laughs> that someone's part of like not only a Ponzi scheme, yeah. they
1: invented the Ponzi scheme. 100%. That's it'll, what I want. It'll be like, well, because, okay, here's a perfect, is a perfect plot line for you for Housewives of Jersey series three. We're at a pool party. Uh, one of the women is drinking too much. She drunkenly brings up in front of all the women around a table that one of the other women has been in the press for being involved in a Ponzi scheme. Smash bang boom! Argument at the table about airing people's dirty laundry. Then you've got your whole plot line for the rest of the season. That person's not that person. They're talking about pons It's perfect. What about and then maybe
2: another person who's in financial trouble has to like move out of their expensive house perfect. and maybe one downsizing of the, and one of the other housewives lets them stay with them for yeah. a while.
1: That has happened in Housewives of New York. Luann lived with Sonia in her townhouse for a while. It was one of the finest seasons of New York ever. Done. They tried to make it like Sex of the City, and it was very funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> done and done so as i've been saying i'm not an expert yeah. on housewives so we did have um a housewives expert get in touch with us yes we did. heard from him earlier in the show is jamie in la yes he sent us so, a little voice message yeah
1: so just to just to put it put it in context uh jamie is our friend who also lives in la jamie and i've been to not one not two but i think maybe three or four live podcast <laughs> recordings uh related to housewives okay we've also been to all of lisa vanderpump we're obsessed okay so here's a little voice note from jamie Ari real housewives of jersey
0: hi fraser hi ben It's jamie here long time listener first time caller i wanted to chat to you about the real housewives of jersey the newest housewives franchise i hear in america it's actually being referred to as the real housewives of jersey brackets uk which i think is hilarious but there's uh, seven wives, seven gals to get to know. And I wanted to hear from you who you think the US housewife equivalent of some of the cast members is. Um, I think that Kate is the Jen Shah from Salt Lake City, kind of brash and over the top, but also has a heart of gold. And then Tessa, she's like the Lisa Vanderpump. She's throwing the best parties, bit of a mother hen, pecking at some of the others a little bit. I also wondered if you think that the fight about one of them having sex on a gravestone is potentially the most bizarre and the best housewives fight in history. And lastly, I heard a promo interview where one of them referred to the beaches of Jersey as just like California. And so my question is, is Jersey the UK equivalent of California? Thank you. Bye. (laughs) <laughs> oh,
2: Jamie! Thank you for getting in touch with that. I'm gonna just I'm going to jump in with the final, the final question that you you had for us. Is Jersey the UK equivalent of California? No, no, it's not. I tell you
1: what I tell you what I think is the, the, the US equivalent of Jersey. I, I would say it's uh, like somewhere really weird, like Catalina Island. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> 100%. Somewhere like,
2: some people have heard of, some haven't. Yeah. Don't really know
1: what goes on there. Yeah. It's near. <laughs> it's near. You have to get a boat to it. Very odd.
2: Okay, so I want to just touch on, first of all, he mentioned the plot line of the gravestone. Because yeah. you don't know about this, do you? No. So... The gals are playing Truth or Dare. Mia, Australian ex-model Mia, goes for a truth. And they ask for the strangest place she's ever had sex. She says, like, 20 years ago, I had sex in a graveyard. Sure, fine. 20, 25 years ago is the 90s. Mia, we got it. A
1: gal I went to school with had sex in a graveyard.
2: Done. So (laughs) some of the others sort of pretend to be aghast at this. Right. Like, this this is the one thing... That could is the one no no out of absolutely everything in the world. This is the thing that could push your village, and me are quite rightly like, huh? With what and she's like well i'm i'm not gonna apologize for this because i i don't have to and i shouldn't also it was 25 years ago (laughs) i wouldn't wouldn't do it now and wait what's the big deal someone claims to be very religious so they're very offended by it
1: that's a really good it's classic housewives to take something that means nothing and to (laughs) chew on it until everyone's exhausted it's perfect
2: and also like when you say
1: something like well i'm offended because i'm religious it's like oh
2: it's kind of nothing I can say to that. How am I get... going to
1: argue with that? Yeah. <laughs> so
2: this is like an ongoing graveyard, grave gate thing that that keeps on going. It's, it's a
1: really, I, I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna say t- back to Jamie, he's right. That's up there as a great Real Housewives fight about absolutely nothing. His comments are just about some of the equivalents were very spot on. Me and okay. him, I said Lisa Vanderpump for uh, Tessa. Tessa. Yeah. Uh, so we agree on that. And Jen Shah from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is the perfect description for Kate. She's all, she's all like tits and hair and makeup and like really outlandish entrances and like kind of on the surface could be like, oh God, no thank you. But actually when she's talking and she's actually really nice and sweet, she has had quite a strange turn in the rest of this season. So maybe me saying that isn't completely true as well, but it's a very, very good comparison. And I would say uh, the young, the young housewife, what she called again. So I think maybe uh, Ashley... From uh, Jersey, her equivalent might be housewife in Potomac called Ashley. Not just because they have the same name, because there's a lot of husband drama. But as I'm saying it, I'm realising that you saying he's just not divorced and she's just engaged. And that's really their issue. Doesn't really pale in comparison to Ashley and Potomac's husband, who was suspended from filming for a molesting. <laughs> for physically assaulting one of the male camera operators whoa um hey we're in season one who <laughs> knows what what could happen i mean that's what i'm talking about and that's what, what i'm saying that you know and they're
2: filming with covid protocols so they're six <laughs> feet
1: apart that's true you can't grab so, you can't grab can't. someone's ass when, when you're six feet apart
2: oh well thank you so much for that jamie i feel yeah. like we really that really helped us delve deeper do we think there's going to be a season two of this show
1: i think i think so because actually I watched the first series of Real of Cheshire and that was also quite stilted and a bit odd and felt a little bit like a lot of kind of women who, there's something about the, something about Brit- being British and being on camera, especially for people who aren't kind of reality, like younger people, there's a stiltedness that really, it's really hard to get past in that first series of Cheshire and what I watched with the Jersey one, just this kind of it doesn't flow naturally yet. And I think mm-hmm. if they can get over that hump like they did in Cheshire, they'll be screaming at each other in a restaurant like before long, in a in a very kind of natural, exciting way. And I think mm. they can do it. Screaming screaming over like some some shellfish. <laughs> say some some mussels. <laughs> some mussels. <laughs> um, oh lovely. A lovely moule frite <laughs> Moule fruit while they're near France. Exactly. Someone someone sweeping a plate of moule frite onto the floor at a restaurant would be oh, very that, good. That's
2: hot and that's oily, so that would stain a dress.
1: <laughs> I just wanna I'm just gonna take us on a quick tangent. Okay. Because you know again i'm I'm a little bit too excited there's kind of so many things i want to talk to you about because it's housewives and I, I don't want to annoy you but what i will say that jersey needs to work on is its theme tune okay so the housewives themes tunes housewife theme tunes are they vary in range of like best to worst and there's lots of different ones but i'm just going to throw out a little thing for any listeners that like the real housewives of beverly hills i think they have technically the best theme tune and they have an instrumental version of it on youtube and i just <laughs> want to tell people any british people who think about how fun it might be to move to america Every once in a while, if I'm out and about, I just slip on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills instrumental and pretend that I'm like in some sweeping shots for the opening of the show. And then I make up some taglines. I'm like, Beverly Hills is my playground and I'm not ready to go home yet.
2: Beverly Hills is the hill I want to climb. Don't push me down the other side.
1: (laughs) I live in Beverly Hills. My name's Beverly. Yeah. What the fuck?
2: <laughs> Beverly. Don't know her.
1: <laughs> Hang on, this is the best bit. Anyway. <laughs> I just kinda, needed to get it that It kind of there. sounds
2: like a kid show. Like a jaunty kid well, show. Well, it's wild
1: when you take the taglines out of it. It's very, like... There's lots of whoosh, because that's all the women like swirling around in their dresses. Oh, I have one other diversion before we finish up. Mm-hmm. I thought of your tagline, but <gasps> if you were in a reality show, you're what? not going to like it.
2: <laughs> wait, 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 first of all, what reality show am I in?
1: I don't know, but it, but it, it. it it goes to one of your personality traits that I've heightened over the course of us making this podcast. Well, you
2: also know that if I'm in it, you're in it too. Precisely. Because I need like the likable, the likable friend. <laughs> you need someone well. to,
1: to warm you <laughs> up in the scenes.
2: <laughs> or just soften me.
1: So your, yours would be... <laughs> Some people call me a snob and I say to them, get out of my way, peasant. <laughs> Isn't that great? I thought of that when I was completely cracked out on that Dunkin' coffee earlier. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is horrific, but I'm
2: not going to say no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so let's. Are we going to get into some the US equivalent of it? then? Yeah,
2: this is. I mean, this is really over to you. What would you say is the US equivalent of the Real Housewives of Jersey?
1: Okay, so I'm going to just do a quick sweep around some of the cities, talk about the things, and we'll land on the answer. I think I've already mentioned it earlier, but let's do it again. So. On the surface, it seems like maybe they're trying to go for a real housewives of Beverly Hills, which is rich, glamour, excess. That's really just their their kind of thing. I actually think it's not going to achieve that because there's actual wealth there. Uh, Beverly Hills is also too internationally famous. Exactly, exactly. Then we've got, uh, you know, you've got New York. That's got a very distinctly New York flavour. Dallas, it's all Southern Bells. We've got all those different places. Now, there's two things that I'm going between. So you tell me which one of these sounds more like the show that you watched. We have Real Housewives of Orange County, which was the original Real Housewives franchise. They are coastal, obviously, so it's a lot of swooping shots of the ocean. Beachy. Beachy. Their their money is very tenuous in Orange County. Like, one of the richest women was just rich because she ran an insurance company. Like, there's just... And there's a lot of smoke and mirrors to do with money there. A lot of cars being repossessed. A lot of real shaky ground everyone's on. Also, the fashions, it's quite... OC is quite tacky, which is why yeah. I don't think that it matches Jersey because Jersey is trying to go for class over kind of like blingy excess. But so just keep what I just said in, in okay. your head there. i got it. Then we have, like I mentioned, Real Housewives of Potomac. Now, Potomac was a very strange franchise that came around because everyone was kind of like, huh? What is, what is thought, Potom-, Potom who? Exactly. I thought it was just because I wasn't American that I didn't understand. I did a lot of my, you know, listening to my Real Housewives podcasts. They said the same thing. So it's a suburb of, uh, it, it's in Maryland. It's a suburb of kind of of uh, washington washington dc and quite importantly it was it was a franchise with all african-american women and uh the, the only other franchise that has that is atlanta so basically it was kind of a no one knew what to expect of it and then basically when it first started it was bizarrely just all about etiquette in potomac and potomac being this destination where everyone wants to live there it's the rich it's the rich it's the powerful and that was their kind of whole vibe for that first season was like people making real social faux pas and like gaffes and in fact i think in the first episode uh queen an icon and legend karen huger gives giselle a little photo frame and inside it is a list of the rules of etiquette oh and that feels like something one of the women would do on jersey so i don't know whether you think the seaside location is more important or the etiquette is more important what do you think
2: well i also i love the fact that potomac no one really knows where it is yeah, I think that, that works well with jersey I think no one makes, really knows where it is yeah
1: i i think i think then if if the I mean, just for any Housewives fans who are laughing at the thought of the women of Jersey achieving the pinnacle of success and absolute amazingness that the latest season of Potomac just did, I think they've got it in them. They just need to loosen up Start drinking more and stop caring about etiquette and they're going to get there.
2: And also, as we've said repeatedly in this podcast, things in the UK
1: are always a, a tier or two lower. Oh, yeah. This so, one's... Oh, don't say tier to people back at home triggering. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Say layer. Le- level. <laughs> level. Layer. layer. Level.
2: Uh, so I, I, even even if uh, Real Housewives of Jersey was to hit its peak, it's still going to be, <laughs> yep. you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> still gonna be it's like samantha Mumba to its christina aguilera right whatever right. whatever it would be right so that's it the u.s equivalent of the
1: real housewives of jersey is the real housewives of potomac you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> Hey, we are back and we're gonna do a quick game of Welcome Not Welcome, which is basically where we mention very British things and very American things that we say whether they're welcome or not welcome, aka whether we like them or not. I'm gonna go 1st Mm-hmm. I'm doing a repeat one for that. I did this exact time that we recorded last year. Welcome or not welcome, dry January. Well. Are you doing it?
2: I guess so. <laughs> it's not as if it's not as if I'm. I'm actively, oh my God, I have so many boring things to say. I don't drink a huge amount anymore anyway. So it's not as if like, right, I've got my calendar out right. And I'm, which, and hey, if you're a bigger drinker and you're doing that, good for you. Right. So um, I'm going to say it's welcome shrug. I'm going to hit you right back. I know for you, it's not welcome. Yeah,
1: well, I, I I actually was thinking about maybe just secretly doing it and not telling anyone just to like, just to be healthy and take a break, yada, yada. But then uh, George and Andrew bought me Uh, For Christmas, they gave me a litre and a half of rosé in the big giant bottle. And it's just haunting me in my fridge. So I guess maybe not. Mm.
2: Um, I'm going to hit you right back with um, (laughs) Veganerary. And the reason I say that is because there was a Tesco advert for it while I was watching ITVB.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. I... (sighs) Now, this is closer to your heart. I was going to say, I just feel like, I, and again, I don't feel like I want people to kind of know this about me because it makes me sound like i am come to LA and become like insane. But I, I, you know, I am basically vegetarian. I just don't tell anyone that because I think no one wants to hear about it. So I actually kind of think vegano journey is kind of welcome. I say people can eat what they want. Welcome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> welcome, not welcome. What else you got for us? Welcome, not welcome. The DMV. Oh, not welcome. (laughs) Now, the DMV, much like the post office here, much like USPS, USPS, everything you've heard about the DMV is 100% true.
1: I think I've probably done this as a welcome to welcome before. But the only reason I'm saying it is because it's very on my mind. Because at some point in the next few weeks, I've got to take a day off of work. Yes, that's right, everyone. You have to take the day off of work to go to the DMV to get my driving license because I failed my driving test. Oh God, don't make me go. It's going to be so okay. long and boring. D-
2: DMV not welcome. Yeah. You being able to drive here in this country. <laughs> <Finally>. Welcome. <laughs>
1: yes. You're saying you don't want to drive here any out anymore.
2: Okay. Welcome or not welcome. Drag Race UK and American Drag Race being on
1: at the same time. <laughs> oh my Lord. I'm actually going to say that's a big fat welcome for me because I don't want to make it about our previous subject, but as a Housewives fan and a Housewives lover, I'm used to juggling two sometimes three franchises at the same time and to me it's like well like oh my god oh it's so terrible someone's giving me just like a big bag of diamonds and then a big bigger bag of diamonds and i've got so many diamonds That's how I feel about people complaining about that.
2: I also think that genuinely looking into 2021, I have a very lovely life. Do I have anything specific to look forward to this year? (laughs) Currently,
1: not really. So (laughs) what's on the calendar? (laughs) Uh, Nothing. (laughs) uh, Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Uh, And welcome, not welcome. I've been seeing a little trend just around the new year and it's called New Year's End of Year Roundups. That's
2: not. It's not really welcome. It's not welcome. It's not
1: welcome. I I actually had a big kind of kind of rant that was going to go on. Then I feel like actually a lot of people do. Well, here's on, here's
2: I my know. issue. After 2020, <laughs> your end of your roundup is either really boring because you've done nothing. Yeah, don't want to know about that. Or it's really amazing because you've managed to buck the trend. I don't want to hear about that. Yeah. Or you're going to do something funny and hilarious yeah. and self-deprecating. I don't little, want that.
1: A little saccharine about the you know who's got you through the pan. I'm just like guys. Guys, if you if you love your husband, turn to him and say it. Put your phone down. Do you know Do you
2: know who's got Do you know who got me through 2020? Who? You. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know I, I think probably the same actually. Let's, oh! oh my god! I can't believe you making me talk about v- my vegetarianism and the fact that I that I love you as a friend? I'm, this is too much. Okay, right, we've well, we've I've lived here got... too long. We've changed. I think everyone back at home has disowned us. Okay, bring us back down
2: to earth. Final welcome, not welcome. The word boffin. <laughs> Oh, I love the word
1: "boffin." <laughs> Explain to our American listeners what a boffin is. Uh, the U.S. equivalent of boffin is a geek or a nerd. Yeah, you call someone a science boffin, mm. and it's a it's, it's a kind of a scientific expert. You're you're a housewife's boffin. I'm a housewife's boffin. Absolutely. Oh my god, <laughs> can that be my official my official kind of like? In the company, that's what I'd be. Fraser York, Housewives boffin. (laughs) Boffin. That's just me. I feel like it's me, like, looking through a microscope at, like, an episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta being like, "Uh uh-huh. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, oh, welcome. What an episode, 2021, guys. 2021,
2: we're here. <laughs> like we're going to do it. Thank you as ever for yeah. listening. Please get in touch on Instagram, You're Welcome America. Please get in touch on Twitter, at You're Welcome USA. What's the email, Fraser?
1: <laughs> the email is You're <laughs> Welcome America podcast at gmail.com. And your is a Your can- <laughs> You're a spelt you are oh my lord so you'll get another you're <sighs> welcome
2: episode in a couple of weeks but m- yes. in the
1: meantime you've got
2: girls allowed every monday yep. off get the excited record. for that off <clears> the <throat> record in the meantime you're welcome
0: bye you are right up May street oh you can't make me choose i go by toyota and sponsors t4 Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13! I remember
1: we couldn't remember the word for table.